How would you rate your job satisfaction? In today's episode of Frame of Reference, we will be reviewing what it is like to be a full-time author writing books. While Molly Farrell unfortunately cannot join me for this episode, I will do my best to compensate for both of our parts while keeping with the spirit of the show. With that being said, I'm Jessica Bryant, and it's time to get into the podcast. Even though I don't have my trusty companion, Miss Farrell, with me today, this episode of Frame of Reference holds a special place in my heart. While I myself am not a published writer, I do enjoy writing stories for fun. As a matter of fact, I promised my Spanish teacher that I would write her a short story and share it with her before I graduate high school in May. I hope I have the time to do that because school has been killing me recently. Anyways, this episode of Frame of Reference is for all those writers and non-writers out there who are curious about what it takes to be a published author. Now, there are many different forms of writing, such as screenwriting, short story writing, and even comic book writing, but I will be focusing on novel writing, in particular this episode. If you want to know more about other forms of writing, I implore you to take time to research a little bit in order to see and understand the hard work and dedication each author puts into their own works. As I researched the internet for inspiration for this episode, I came across advice from Sarah J. Mass author of the popular Throne of Glass and A Court of Thorns and Roses series from booktrust.org in an article titled Advice to Young Writers. In the article, Mass details six pieces of advice for young writers who are just starting out on their literary journey. Coming directly from her words from the article, Mass states, 1. Read a lot. This is probably the most obvious bit of advice, but read as much as you can. Read what your professors assign you, but also make time to read for fun. Honestly, school nearly crushed the love of reading right out of me. I didn't get to read the books I was interested in for class, and analyzing them one after another made me forget the sheer joy and entertainment that comes from curling up with a book. So make time to read the books you love, and never be ashamed of them, even if they're considered uncool or unintellectual. 2. Draw your inspiration from everywhere. Go to museums, take art classes, see movies that you have no interest in seeing. Take the time to observe people, how they talk, how they move, how they interact. Keep your eyes open wherever you go because you never know when inspiration will strike. 3. Be open to criticism and don't be afraid to get your writing out there. Take a creative writing class. They're not as scary as you think. Ask a favorite teacher to read your work or wrangle your friends into reading whatever material you produce. Being able to accept and incorporate criticism is one of the hardest things to do and one of the most crucial to our professions. Learning to accept it will only help you in the long run and will help your writing improve. As Lloyd Alexander once wrote in Tehran Wanderer, metal's worthless till it's shaped and tempered. Four. Pay attention in history class. Okay, this is mostly just related to writing fantasy, but you'd be surprised how much my history classes have helped out my writing. I frequently kick myself for not paying more attention in high school and for not taking more history classes in college. Five, write whenever you can, however you can. I shouldn't say this, but I wrote during my classes, only math and excruciatingly boring seminars, I swear. I also wrote on weeknights, after homework, weekends, holiday vacations, trips to various parts of the world. No matter what I was doing, no matter where I was, I always made time to write. 
Not because I felt like it was an obligation or, or requirement, but because it was something I had to do. Because my stories were something I had to get out of me, had to write down. People will tell you not to write. Don't listen to them. They will tell you your writing isn't good and that you shouldn't be writing the kind of stories that she are in your heart. Believe me, as a fantasy author, I've gotten that a lot, but keep writing. I only made it to publication because I kept writing, because I wrote wherever and however I could, because I wrote what I loved. Six, live your life. This is the most important bit of advice I can give you. Go out with your friends, get in trouble, but not too much, travel, meet interesting and diverse people, live a full life, writing whenever you have some spare time, of course, and enjoy every moment of it. I can't begin to tell you how many of my real life experiences influenced my writing. How a twisted ankle and a bruised knee, the prize of a wild night out with friends on iced over streets, can become a realistic sounding injury in your novel. Be curious, be open to anything, but live your life because good, brave living means good, brave writing. And end of quotations. Now, that's Sarah J. Mass's advice on writing. And this is just the beginning. This is the beginning. And I searched more on the internet and I found another article that was actually summarizing an interview that Diane Callahan held with author Mindy McGinnis and this article essentially summarizes what the interview is about. Miss McGinnis talked a lot about what it's like for her as an author even though she's not an author that's on the New York Times bestsellers list she still details how much work and effort is put into every single thing that she writes every single thing that she does. And then she has some tips for writers where she essentially says this is what the life of writing is going to be like so just be ready for this. The very first part of the interview as she's talking she recounts that one thing she wished she had known more about when getting into writing was the fact that getting published is a long and hard road. She wrote four novels before her fifth one was finally published and picked up. And even while she was waiting for one of her novels to be picked up, she had to wait essentially 10 years, whereas her other colleagues waited seven on average. So this just goes to show just how much time it can take for an author to write their story and then for it to get published. The next thing she talks about is how elevator pitches help sell books. While it may seem a little bit strange to relate a book that might not have anything to do with something like American Horror Story, it's a good way to sell the book because it gets people interested. It gets people who are interested in the fan bases of shows like Dexter or, like I said again, American Horror Story. It gets them to want to read this book and see specifically what is this book about. The third thing that she also detailed was the fact that authors can find success in multiple genres. While it may be hard for an author to move from one genre to the other, especially if they're very successful, she notes that don't limit yourself to just one genre. If you want to write more genres, feel free to write more genres. And she notes how in the young adult 
area, you can kind of get away with doing this more, but there are some authors who, because they're so successful for writing a specific type of genre, they're, they're kind of trapped in this box and people expect them to keep writing in this genre. So in her own way, she literally says, it's a good thing to be a mid-lister because you are free to experiment a little bit more with your writing, which I honestly think is pretty inspirational because I know sometimes when it comes to success and stuff like that, people can sit there and get down on themselves because they're because they're thinking they want to be more successful. But to Miss McGinnis, being successful isn't necessarily being one of the top best-selling authors. It's being one of the authors who's able to write what she wants, write however she wants, and being able to experiment where she wants with her writing. The fourth thing that she talks about is rewriting manuscripts. Now. Me personally, I've gone through this multiple times where you're writing one draft, but then all of a sudden your story changes and you want to change a ton of information that you've already have written down. Miss McGinnis basically says in this part of the interview that it's okay to just completely rewrite the story. All you need to do is take the core general seed of the idea and just start over. And that is fine because you won't always be able to just go back and revise your work. Sometimes you need to just start over. And she says this kind of method is what helped her to write The Female of the Species, which became one of her more popular books. Therefore, you shouldn't be afraid to scrap your original story and start anew. As long as you eventually get what you want on paper, what you want written down, how you want the story to go, you should do it. Go ahead. The next thing she talks about is more, it's kind of more aimed towards people who write dark fiction, is when she says dark, writing dark fiction is about honesty, not necessarily shock value. So she's her works, as she puts it, tends to be on the darker side. And she relates it to horror movies. She says when horror movies tend to show like a stabbing or a murder that's more casual, it tends to stick in your mind more, such as in the Zodiac movie that was directed by Dave Fisher. When the Zodiac killer is stabbing someone, she says it's so casual that it sticks with you. And the same can be said for books. If you write in a way that's more realistic and more honest with your audience, the darker topics are going to have a larger impact on the audience and stick with them. I honestly think this could extend to further than just dark fiction. I think if if you truly want to write a story that is impactful on a large group of people, then it is important to be honest, not even just in the darker aspects of life, but also the lighter aspects as well. The sixth thing that Miss McGinnis talks about is that being a full-time author can mean publishing a book every year. While she tends to publish a book every year because her income and everything survives off of writing, she has no other job outside of writing, Miss McGinnis must must at least put out one book a year. But she says that does not always have to be the case. There are some authors like Justina Ireland who tend to space out when they publish their book. They don't have to stick to as strict a schedule. But one of the biggest things that ties into this it has to do with the next point where she says you have to stay self-disciplined with your writing routine is that you, whatever you, the schedule you have you must stick with it because if you don't stick with it 
your story just might not end up coming to life or seeing the light of day how you want it to. Miss McGinnis says, generally, you're given a due date to turn in your full, complete first draft. When she's drafting, she tends to write a thousand words a day, which is about five pages. And if she can hit 1,500, that's great. But generally, it's 1,000 to 5,000 for the week for her. So if it's Friday and she only has 3,500 words, then she's not taking the weekend off because she's, she wants to write 1,500 more so she can restart the cycle on Monday. So it is very important to stick to a schedule. It's a very demanding job, as but it's a job that she enjoys doing. And the last thing that Ms. McGinnis says is that writers must be able to balance ego and humility. And by this, she means that your writing's not gonna be good in the beginning, in general. And your writing evolves as you go. So whenever you start writing, you're not, it's not gonna be the best. It's not gonna be amazing. It's not gonna be New York Times bestselling. You grow as a writer by, by writing, essentially. You, you just keep writing and then you learn from your past mistakes and just keep getting better. It's an evolutionary process. And, and she says like, in order to be a writer, you really do have to have this balance between ego and extreme humility because you can't be working on something believing that it sucks. You'll never finish it. You will never write it if you believe it sucks. So you have to do that, oh yeah, this is awesome. But you also have to be able to realize that it might suck so that when someone gives you feedback, you're like, oh yeah, and I see that. It's an interesting balancing act coming from Miss McGinnis's words. So essentially what I got out of this entire interview article and video was that being a writer, it's a tough and it's a hard job to have because you have to have self-discipline and you also have to be able to be take criticism, be honest with yourself and stick to stick to a schedule because if, if you want a story that you have in your head to come to life, you have to be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. However, if you want to be a writer, it's a job that is very re rewarding, especially if you finish writing your own book or story. It's a very demanding job with high rewards in the end. So my view on this is I think this is a worthwhile job to have. And this is kind of coming from a biased view because I love writing. But frankly, I think a type of job like writing, it gives you the opportunity to sit and relax in the comforts of wherever, wherever you like to work and just like get your story out there. Get your story out there, get what you love out there. However, it is still demanding, but I think the demands in the end would be very rewarding. Therefore, out of five stars, I would rank being an author, honestly, like a five. I think being author is a five because I think if you enjoy it, if you have the work ethic, if you feel as though you can accomplish whatever you want, anything you want in this field, it's a worthwhile field to go for. So that is my personal opinion. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of Frame of Reference. Next episode, hopefully Molly will be, will be back and I will see y'all next time.